Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Hi, you're very welcome to this Christmas edition of the Honest to God series. I am Ahanu and Angel Rose and I wish you the best for this Christmas and for the new year. Today we've got a very interesting and different kind of a short program for you because as it turns out this is the last occasion in which there will be any kind of celebration in the Old Stone Church in Bend in Oregon as it's been sold and the spiritual awareness community that has been housed there and used the facility for quite a lot of years is sad about leaving. So we have decided along with our good friend Charles Scammerhorn to create this little short interview and a short little reading for you, which we hope will encapsulate the spirit of the Old Stone Church, as well as the spiritual awareness community of the Cascades and our own wishes and blessings for you for this season and for the new year. Here we are in the Old Stone Church and I'm with our good friend, Charles Scammerhorn. And many of you may remember Charles from an interview that we did quite some months ago now where we talked about his upbringing in Washington and how he refused to carry the atomic bomb and how it changed his life after that. And here we are, many, many years later, we're speaking in spiritual terms about a time of change. We're talking about a period that's coming to an end and perhaps a whole new glorious beginning. Charles, can you tell us what's going on? Why are we here right now? This is the Old Stone Church, built in 1912. And uh, I, I began coming to an alternate group that was meeting here called the Spiritual Awareness Community. And I had never been here until that time. And I came to the first meeting and was enthralled by the strangeness of that group. Uh, they were doing all sorts of experiments with, what I saw as experiments anyway, with human consciousness. Um, the one that intrigued me the most that happened very early on absolutely shocked me, where we broke into two groups, about 10 people in each group uh, circled and we were facing each other, and uh, we had agreed to do this, but what we, what we did was one person would speak about something that was really important to them, to the other person, the inside circle of people to the outside circle of people. And something about, say, age five that you did, and that was interesting to you, and, and the other person would pay rapt attention to you, look at you with extreme interest, and then at, a, at a, a little ringing of a bell, about a minute into your conversation, that person would turn to you and be bored. Totally right. bored. I would just look at you. While you were gotten involved in this kind of exciting thing for you. Because I, I remember talking about my thing. It was a little moral thing where... Uh, I came out of the apartment building where I was living, and here's a couple of my friends, five-year-old kids, beating up on one of the other five-year-old kids. Mm. And I can't, why are you beating up on Gary? 
Well, he lives next door. That was their reasoning. That was their reasoning. What in the world is this from a, a moral point of view? This is crazy. That's one of my earlier kind of moral problem things. And it came up at the Old Stone Church where I was telling this little story. I see. Yeah. And then I was getting kind of excited and kind of interested in that. And, uh, and then this person turns to me and goes, That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, it must not be a very nice feeling yeah. when somebody is not interested in you or what you have to say. Yeah. But we're interested in what you have to say. It's why we're here. Right. Because th- this place, this old stone church in Bend in Oregon, is very close to your heart. Yes. You, you know, I, I sense a, a kind of a grief almost that it's now been lost to the old, to the spiritual awareness community of the Cascades, but that you're willing to accept a whole new possibility for its future. So just tell us a little bit about that. What's really going on? Well, when the Unitarians moved out, that was okay because we had a beautiful new building, which I helped to design, actually. I'm very happy about that. And then, uh, and then I came to this group, the Spiritual Awareness Community, and so my, my relationship with this lovely old building, 100-year-old building, continued. And so for me, there was continuity, and I, I felt okay. comfortable here. Now, when we, when we speak about the Old Stone Church, though, we're not talking about a, a Catholic or a Christian or a Muslim or any type of... There's no religious connotation to it. We're talking about... For me. Yes, but I think for people in general who are part of the spiritual awareness community, we're talking about spiritual awareness, isn't that what we're talking about? Which encompasses all traditions, all beliefs. Yeah? Yes. Except. Except for me. And it's it's kind of why we're here. I'm probably the last Christian service. And I was thinking, what could be the most important, meaningful Christian service possible right? for a, a departure from this building because this building is now up for sale. It's not being used as a religious uh, building at all. It is now being used as a public event building. Uh, right. And I was to one here just last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was a wonderful meeting. It had a lot of glorious things, but it wasn't... Um, Christian anymore and that was okay but I wanted to do something that was truly Christian okay now I'm uh, my relationship with uh, Christianity is a bit uh, obscure I I didn't go to church but very little when I was a child, occasionally with my grandmother to Easter or something like that. But um, I've always considered myself uh, a moral person. And then come, come, um, hmm, I don't know just when it was. It had been in high school, though, when I read the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount, the way I read it as 
as a uh, young man. Uh, it turned about out to be quite different from the way Christians were interpreting it. And I kept reading it. I've read it frequently over the years. And there was one pivotal word in that whole sermon which the Christians that I was aware of abandoned. And, and they changed the word should to would. It's right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. It's the whole meaning of explain the Sermon to us on why, the Mount. Explain to us why that is so important and why, how it's relevant to the, the ending of this era in okay. the Old Stone Church. What is it about should that you, you it, want to change? It is, it, it is that the way most uh, modern translations tra change that particular word from should to would means that we are relating to other people the way we want them to relate to, to us. I want you to treat me the way I treat you. And that means I'm living on a level where my higher morality is the morality that's within me. And the way Jesus said it in the King James Version uses the word should, which means he's challenging you to raise your moral level to a higher level than what you're at. Treat me the way you should treat me. I will treat you the way should treat you, and that is higher than just the way I would like you to treat me. Um, Mark Twain kind of said it at one point, where you don't know how I want you to treat me, so, you know, mm -hmm. what he would essentially was saying was, bug off, you know, get out of here. But the way Jesus was saying it was challenging you to live at a higher level. Okay. You, the Sermon on the Mount begins all begins with um, uh, the Beatitudes. But should it, should is the operative word. In though. the That's... whole of Christianity, the foundation of Christianity was based on that word should, because it challenges you to behave on a higher moral standard than the one you're currently okay. living in. Whereas if you replace the should with would, it means you're operating on a moral level that you live at already. Right. So if you're if you're a six-year-old kid, uh, should means, you know, give me more candy. If you're a teenage kid, should kind of comes down to uh, my social relationship with my peers, you know. Um, but if you're a more advanced person, as Jesus was, he challenges you to live at a higher level than those things, more than just as an adult get a job and pay your bills, more than as an older person take care of your grandkids, more than that. So should we, should we recite the Beatitudes? Oh, of course. I, uh, I have them right here. Uh, it's, it's right here at the beginning of chapter 5. And uh, I don't have my glasses, but I think I can read this to you. This is how chapter 5 of the Old Testament, I got mine over there. Uh, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And that's the way the sermon goes. It, it takes about 15 minutes, and I've asked the Hanna here to read it, because he has a great reading voice. And I'm 
I have trouble reading it. Uh, my, my mental relationship with the world is kind of turbulent. I'll get into ideas, and I'll try other ideas, and I'll try other ideas, and I come back to them again and again and again and again and from all sorts of different points of view. Consequently, I come up with different points of view, which I think are meaningful. And I, I publish them in my, my blog. What, what do you call this? Which is which probeaway. Probeaway.wordpress.com. I've written, as of yesterday, 3,000 and you know, a bunch more. 3,000. Pages or, or uh, days. Days of blogging. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. It, it really is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, so I think if anybody wants to get an insight into who Charles Scammerhorn is, visit probeaway.wordpress.com because there you will find the most intriguing and most amazing insights into everything. I mean, yeah. you've, you've explored all kinds of possibilities. I know we're zeroing in on the Beatitudes and a, Christi, a Christian kind of an approach here simply because we're seeing the end of this old stone church, as it were. So that's what the focus is today. But your focus is not always that. In your blog, you, you no. look at Actually, ancient... Rarely. Yeah, rarely look at Christianity, but you do look at some very ancient belief systems. You go into yeah. the philosophers a lot. You talk about life in general. You talk about being good in general. And you talk about intelligence and imagination and all kinds of absolutely wonderful subjects, which I, I've been privileged to partake in. So let's proceed from here then, and we will recite the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine forth before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thou brother hath aught against thee, Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out hence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath already committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. It hath been said, Whosoever put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committed adultery. Again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself but shall perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white 
or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbour, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Take heed that ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them, Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou dost thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That thine alms be in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret himself, shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body which ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, and ye not much better than they. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Judge not, 
that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again, and render you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, 
and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So there you heard the Sermon on the Mount as a tribute to the Old Stone Church, which was Charles Scammerhorn's idea as the last Christian ceremony here in the Old Stone Church in Bend in central Oregon. Charles would like it to be an annual thing, a seasonal thing, because we are here on this great Christmas day in 2017. But each year, it could be something that we would look back on in memory of this church and the, the help that it has given to a lot of people, how it has helped people spiritually over all those years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you for being with us today and thank you to Charles Scammerhorn for his beautiful insight into what's going on here in the Old Stone Church. And I would like to conclude with treat people as they should treat you. Treat people as they should treat you. Yeah, which is to challenge you to a higher moral place than you are. And uh, I think Jesus said it much better than I do. So. Beautiful. Let it go at that. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.